0: what's up everybody welcome back to another edition of the seals podcast i'm your host teddy jenner and we are joined by the defensive coach of your seals billy greer after what was a very very big draft for the seals saturday night virtually across the internet billy how are you brother
1: i'm doing awesome teddy yeah good to see you man it was uh it was nice good job on, on your parts i know that cannot be easy uh, for you guys um but uh yeah, I thought it's. Uh, I mean, there's a few hiccups there with the technology, but overall, it was uh, it was a great production. And and uh, man, it was so nice to be back with the guys and talking and seals and putting the team together. So it was a uh, it was a great event.
0: Yeah, it was unfortunate that we couldn't all be together in Buffalo or wherever we could have been, but uh, we're just saving all the excitement and all the bro hugs until uh, we get down into San Diego for camp. Um, before we get to the draft. Ah, uh, the last time you and I chatted was with your brother Zach, and there was a little argument that neither of you wanted to go and see the other, but finally somebody caved.
1: Oh man, you had to bring that up, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, it kind of—it's uh, a little easier to get into Canada these days than it is to get into the states, so um yeah um zach and christine the kids came for like five weeks and uh we got to spend a lot of time with them and man that was that was really really nice it's been like years some of our family hadn't seen hadn't seen them in like two three years so um it was uh it was awesome man yeah yeah glad they did that and
0: probably was cool for the cousins to to meet and get together because you know brothers are one thing but when you get to see your cousins you haven't seen in a long time that's a pretty cool feeling for the kids
1: Yeah, it was. And we we ended up going up to my sister's cottage and spending a lot of time up there together and all the cousins got to run around and play and tube and swim and do all that stuff. So there was a lot of tears when we had to say goodbye. I'll I'll say that from the kids. They, uh, yeah, I think, you know, we do try to do a good job staying close despite uh, the distance. So I think it was everyone knew it was going to be a while till we saw each other again. So yeah, yeah, that part of it was tough for sure. Um,
0: 20 years ago, you and I were drafted into the national crossing. I can't believe it has been that long. Um, what do you remember about your draft night?
1: Man, that is crazy. 20 years. Yeah. You know what? It's, uh, things have changed, you know, and it's actually kind of gone back to where, you know, you hear some great stories and being part of the draft. And I'm telling you like, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a magical night, right. especially for the kids, like the guys that are getting drafted, you know, like I, I'm coaching eight year olds right now. And, you know, that's probably, it's a dream for those kids uh, to be drafted one day. And when you and I were, were there, it wasn't quite the same, was it? It was like, no. well, you decided to get drafted. You didn't know anything. Um, I remember the weekend, I was in I think it was in Buffalo. Right. And I got a call like the day before and, uh, and they are like, Oh, you're, you're on some of the lists. Do you want to come down. And it was like, well, I can't make that commitment now. And uh, so I watched it on the internet, just like the kids today. And, uh, and, uh, and you and I were, yeah, right after each other, right? So it was, it was awesome and, and uh, obviously still a thrill. Um, but, you know, in today's day and age, you know, the, the list, the, the way that it's done is, is just, I mean, obviously not being in person was, is too bad for all those draft picks, but it was pretty, uh, it, was, it was kind of eerily similar to what, you know, our day 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I remember getting a call from, might have even been Brian Lemon still at the time, uh, and he was like, Hey, your name is on the draft. You might go in the first round. Did you get to wherever they were Toronto or Buffalo? I'm like, I got a WLA playoff game in two nights. No, I can't make it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a little different than, like you said, now than to, to then, but, um, still a great moment for all those kids. And, and the seals did an incredible job, uh, on the draft Saturday night. You guys came into, you know, the, the weeks leading up to the draft, um, really with just that first round pick um you got a compensation pick at the end of three but then you guys started making some moves and you trade connor Kiernan, you get a second um and and you're looking good and then all of a sudden draft day comes and you make the connor fields trade and you get another first and then as the night goes on you get another first how impressed were you before we get into the actual picks but how impressed were you with what patty was able to do and you guys were able to do To basically turn two picks into five picks within the first three rounds.
1: Oh, right, exactly, right. Like you know, all the credit. I mean, I'm on here talking with you today, but all the credit to to Patrick, um, you know, for making some of those deals and and being so prepared. And you know, Josh Sanderson has a role with that with the player personnel side. You know, our scouting staff and Travis Out West and Ryan Boyle and Benny Neve. You know, it's it's a real team effort and um i mean they were dialed in like you know for once i was jokingly you know the, the weeks leading up like we picked a lot of offensive players in the first rounds in the first few years and i was like boys like uh, you know let's get some D guys here you know and uh obviously adding gain and, and our offense is is shaping into form so we knew that we were going to be more of a d heavy uh draft this year so um but yeah i mean pick number five and then things kind of Kind of came into play i mean that pick with uh, with georgia there at, at nine to grab shumay that's um something that had been discussed and talked about about maybe doing that depending if he was available there at that pick right he was a guy that we really liked um and it had you know a great scout on between rit and and uh and some other guys so um when that came up it's kind of a, a big decision you know do you? Where are we going to be picking next year is hard to tell. You're kind of weighing those those things, but having a player at that caliber still available in a position that we really uh, wanted to address this year, it kind of came all together. And, uh, you know, and, and Patrick pulled the trigger on that, which I was static about. So, yeah. And, I mean, obviously Connor living near Buffalo, like nothing but awesome things to say about Connor Field as a person and a player. Like we just uh, obviously loved him. Uh, but I think for him and work situation and our left side was stacked, but I think for a lot of reasons, he was hoping to get close to home. And so I think that worked out for both sides, which often happens in the NLL, as you know, um, unfortunately that yeah, sometimes work and life gets in, uh, in the way of things. So you got to make those things happen. So yeah, obviously we're ecstatic. I'm ecstatic as the D coach, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's uh, yeah, it really kind of played out pretty
0: interesting. Um, you brought up the trade with Georgia to get to nine. If Calgary doesn't make the trade to get to 10, do you guys think you still make that move?
1: It's funny because you guys, uh, we, we could hear you on the broadcast talking about that, but the trade to nine, it actually, as much as, you know, the drama of it sounds better, but it actually had kind of already happened right. um, and was in the works before we even saw that that pick at 10 come in. Um, so, it, you know, it, it, it didn't really have any bearing at all. Um but uh it's funny how that interesting and, and who knows you know what calgary was thinking there if, if she was their guy too right um but that trade with uh with georgia had kind of already happened so yeah
0: um so let's start at the top Mike McCannell. um a lot of people had him you know as Easily one of the top two, three, top two D guys in the entire draft. Uh, he can play both ways. He's a lefty transition guy. Uh, can put the ball in that, but more importantly, can play really sound, solid defense as the D coach. What do you like most about his game?
1: Oh man, like he was our guy from day one, right? Like you know, from picking that fifth there. That's that's the guy that we had, you know, our eye on, and we're hoping that we were going to get him there at five. Which this is what happens with the draft. You just fingers crossed, and you're hoping so. Uh, I mean, you just broke him down pretty good. He's he's a great player. I mean, obviously uh, Patrick and Josh know him really well with uh, Orangeville and his pedigree as as, as a kid and um, everything that he brings. But yeah, great defensively, which I love. But I, you know, with the seals, one thing that we're trying to do here is being able to to pick the ball off the ground and loose balls and really push the ball in transition. So he's a guy that just fits our profile to a T. Right. So he can push the ball. He can stay in play. He can create space. He can finish. He can score. Um, but more importantly, from my end, is he can do all that, but he he, he plays great defense too. So just a character kid, um, you know, we're we're over the moon thrilled to, to have him and, and in the fold. You know, he's got size, um, toughness versatility. Um, just, uh, you know, a, a guy that I'm looking forward to seeing in camp and seeing what he can bring and how he's going to just, you know, or in camp next year, but when he's come, when he comes to see him transition and what he's going to bring to this team and this organization as a, you know, a top five pick who's a D guy, you know, something we haven't had. Um, you know, we have some great veteran guys there, but having a guy like that, a young guy who's going to come in um, and, and right away, I think he's going to be an impact player whenever, whenever he gets to us. So,
0: um, did was there ever any discussion about going a different route, knowing that he was going back to college, or or was that not a deterrent for you guys at all?
1: Wasn't a deterrent. No, no. He, I, I think just the, the, the skill set and what he what he brings, and and you know how how high we were on him. That wasn't. Uh, wasn't a deterrent and obviously i don't blame any of the kids for going back to school it's it's a, it's an incredible opportunity for all of them to get an extra year or what have you so um yeah i know we're i mean he's at stony brook who knows when he when he comes or if he comes uh this year but uh you know any of that is, is a bonus for us but no that's a, a guy that you're looking for the future for sure
0: um so you 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 make the trade for nine you get the patrick shumay like you said you're a d the d coach you love bringing in d guys This guy was going to be a first rounder top seven last year if he wasn't ruled ineligible how excited are you to get patrick Chume, former defender player of the year in the bc junior league and just an all-around great young athlete
1: yeah i mean you just said it all right there right so um i mean that's a big trade for us i mean a first round pick but again i think a guy of that caliber i mentioned it before being available at that spot and somebody that we were really, really really high on and you know, you do your scout. He hasn't played in a while, right? He um, talked to coaches at RIT. Um, you know, everything that we've ever heard about about him and seen him and, and uh, is really positive. You know, you can't teach 6'4", 210, his size. Um, we were actually laughing, um, Patrick and I, about, you know, in our, our last years with The Rock. Uh, I remember John Lovell, who was our coach at the time, he looked at myself, Patrick, uh, Rob Marshall, Sandy Chapman, and he said, you know, how many 6'1", 180 guys can we have on this team? You know, like we need to bring in some size. And they and they went out and did that and brought in Brody, Brock Sorenson, Jeff Gilbert. And kind of had a real you know a mix of, of size and and then uh, i mean not 6'1 180s like i'm some tiny guy here but yeah. you know it, it, something to do with that with size and that's something that we focused on from day one with the seals right we have some big strong tough guys that play maybe more in an anchor position but then we also have some guys that can play in a pr- pressure position up top that can that are super athletic and, and having guys at that size is uh you know shooters one really pushes for it too because you know little offensive guy he's like there's nothing that you can't teach that you can't teach that so, much. so Patrick had a lot of those things and um you know it's uh it, you know obviously when the deal went through was uh we were really happy
0: uh with that 13th pick that you got in the trade with buffalo you get um jacob dunbar right-hander from the poco saints you also get um, Mr. Winter, uh, why is his name, first name Garrett Winter, yeah, was yeah. blank there, but, um, they're both Poco kids. Uh, they played together in the summer. They're both right-handed forwards. Um, that was a position that you needed. How excited are you to have Jacob, but also to have Garrett as well?
1: Yeah. So two guys that, uh, I mean, Josh Sanderson was really high on both of them. Um, you know, we we heard a lot about Jacob uh, coming into the draft from Josh, especially, and and our scout um, watched a lot of film on him from this summer. Obviously, had a terrific summer. Just a guy that can finish around the net, right? He's got great hands um watching some of his highlight goals is uh, you know the way he plays it's just you can't teach that kind of finish so um you know he's young we were we were thinking if you know say he was a year down the road and the draft how high would he potentially go um I kid you know um with that talent so right-handed shot was what we were really focusing on with our left side being uh, pretty stacked right now so he was a guy that we are we really really high on uh, especially josh so um yeah the fact that you know, we were able to get him. And then Darren Winters, kind of a different player, a, a very a different uh, style of player. A guy that's going to create space. He's going to work, you know, extremely hard, loose balls. Uh, he's going to get to the middle of the floor, all that stuff. Um, so two kind of different types of players, but two guys that we that we're really high on and, and we're uh, glad that we have them in the fold.
0: Yeah, they both play for the Poco Saints, the BC Junior League. As someone that's kind of been through the trials and tribulations of camp, how, good, how nice is it as a rookie Do you think to have a familiar face in camp?
1: Oh, man, I think that that's going to be huge. And that, yeah, that that did, we did talk about that, how nice that was. So um, I think for all these guys, I mean, they haven't played in a while, haven't been out there, but for a lot of them to have a familiar face and somebody that they can travel with and and talk to and maybe even work out with right now and getting prepared for camp, I think that that's uh, a huge advantage. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of tough. The NLL camps are tough. It's two, three weekends basically that you, you you have to kind of show your stuff. For some guys, it might only be one. So you wanna come in, put your best foot forward. Um, you know, for those guys on, on offense, you're gonna be surrounded with the likes of Dane Dobies and Westburg's and Austin Stotts and things like that. And it's gonna be you can't get caught up in the moment, right? You just gotta be ready to come and, and and play at your best and and do what you do well and uh and, uh, you know, and I, I think a lot of it comes to, like, when you're doing these scouts, you're looking for character people and character kids that are, that you think can handle that. And so even if they're young, but, you know, you, you think that they have what it takes to, to be ready now, um, you know, you make the pick and you, you go with a young guy that can, uh, has huge upside, so.
0: Uh, During the expansion draft, obviously, Panther City Lacrosse Club took Nick Damoud uh, from us, leaving us a little thin on the back end. Obviously, Moose is there. You bring in Brody Harris uh, as a free agent signing. Um, But you go and get the O-rate. Chris Rigolieri in the second round. I had a chance to see him play at the Survivors Cup back east uh, the week before the draft, and I was thoroughly impressed by this young man. Uh, A little shorter than Dylan Ward, but very similar playing style. Um, how important was it for you to go and get a, a good quality young goaltender in the draft?
1: Well, yeah. So, Chris, obviously, we, we knew really, really well with Josh being in, in Orangeville. Um, you know, I'm in Burlington, so I got to see him play a ton through the Ontario Junior A League um, in, over those few weekends, and then and then it was nice that he was in the Survivors Cup because we got to see him there as well. So, I mean, obviously, yeah. With Thankie and that, you know, um, you know, Chris is kind of a younger guy, but man, you talk about you know. Where you see a goalie being able to go, and then where his ceiling is, uh, we think the sky's the limit for him. He's an awesome kid. He's the kind of kid that goes out there and takes a million shots, like, and just works on his game. And lacrosse is, and, and working out is a huge focus and a part of his life. And you know, as, as a guy who's when we're drafting a goalie, you love to hear that, right? A goalie who just wants to take a million shots and get better. So. Uh, I think you know seeing him play like he's Dylan Board. I mean, those are pretty big shoes, and you know Nick Rose, some of that Nashville style. But uh, Ryan Hartley is—they're um, actually stepbrothers, so they're very close. They train, they work out, they take a ton of shots together. They actually have very similar styles, even the way they're standing in the net nowadays. So um, you know, Josh was saying to Chris, four or five years ago, Josh knew Chris and and said you know he was nothing coming, but nothing, no real. He didn't really know how high his ceiling was going to be. And just in this last year or two, he's really taken off. So, yeah, we're excited to see what he could do.
0: Um, yeah, he played, he played both Junior A and, and, you know, and Future Stars and in that U19 Survivors Cup. So we saw a lot of rubber this summer. Um, you were a part of that Ontario Junior Lacrosse League and helping getting them going and, and getting them back to play and creating this little mini tournament. How impressed were you with the overall Play of those young men after being off for so long.
1: Oh man, the the, the level of play was actually far exceeded anything that I think anybody expected, especially with that number of games. Like for the the, the main teams, they were playing eight games in two weekends. Yeah. um Young young stars like our Burlington kids played seven games in, in one in one weekend. Like that's that's tough on the body when you haven't played, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was an awesome opportunity for all those kids, and that's why we all worked so hard to get it done. I mean, it was is to get get those players back out there playing lacrosse for our organizations, an opportunity for us, especially with the future stars to to get some of those kids involved in our program. So, um, yeah, it was it was unreal to be honest. How, the the level of play, and then for the scouts, so we were able to stand kind of up top at the Toronto Rocket Flight Center and look down and watch both pads. you had scouts from every single team in the league were there and, and watching these kids and taking notes. So, um, you know, what an opportunity for the kids to, to have that kind of exposure too. Right. So it's pretty cool.
0: The one thing I liked about the Mike McCandell story, just to kind of backtrack is that he played both the Ontario junior league and because he was a 22 year old, he played in the MSL classic. So he, he got to experience, you know, playing with his friends, but he also got to experience playing with men. Um, how much does that impact a kid's ability coming into the NLL?
1: Yeah. I mean, the MSL Classic, they kind of announced that a little later than than we knew. So for some of those 22-year-olds, I think they might have even, you know, it was great that we included them. We wanted to include them. Some of those kids might have just been happy playing major. But, I mean, for us, too, because there was a ton of kids in the draft that were playing in that MSL league. So, again, having it all streamed, you know, having the ability to go and watch games and see these kids play was, uh, is you know, we hadn't seen anybody play in two years. So this was – it was a huge advantage for teams in the NOL and then for these kids to get that taste. So you want to see how does a how does a young guy play amongst you know men? It was more of the the league was a bit younger than it normally would be, I would say. But how, how do you want to, how do those kids play uh, amongst men or, or or guys older than them? How do they fit in defensively? You know, or offensively? Do they get pushed around? So all of that was you know kind of an added bonus we didn't know we were going to get. You know, yeah. it was good.
0: Um, And you get a little local San Diego flavor, a San Diego Royal and Reed That—that That that is just uh, an amazing story uh, when you can draft local kids. And a lot of those later picks often get used on the local kids. But Reed Rezenka is a great story. Like we said, played with the Royals, won the NCBS Cup with them, Uh, is a great all-around kid. And now he gets to play with his, you know, box coaches in West and Cam. That's got to be a pretty special moment for him.
1: Oh man, it sure is. And he was a guy like talking to Cam and Wes and uh, and even Steve Gobbett, and He was a guy that they told us right away, like man, this kid can play. Like he's, he's he's legit. He's good. Cam knows our system, and Cam's teaching it to to all the Royals guys. So he's going to have a bit of a leg up there. To some, you know, he's going to have some familiarity with what, what to expect when camp comes. Um, just an awesome story. I know Patrick, um, talked to Steve and those guys a lot about the Royals players and, and he was a guy that we had circled that we, we were really hoping to draft and, and, uh, you know, excited about what he can do and what he can bring local guy. Um, just an awesome story. So yeah, the, the thing is like, I think he's got a lot of upside, so I'm excited to see, you know, I, I mean, what'd 67th pick, but that doesn't mean anything. Right. And we'll see, see how he does in camp and, and, uh, yeah, excited for that story for sure.
0: And then your final pick, uh, a great pick because he's got a great name, and Teddy Leggett out of St. Catharines, uh, a lefty D guy. Um, you mentioned the last few years this team has been going heavy O. Uh, now you're starting to bring in more D guys. Why was Teddy your selection in the seventh round or in the sixth round?
1: So t- Teddy, again, and you know how it uh, works, Teddy, is uh, when you're doing your draft and you're making your list, and, and he's a guy that we thought was going to be going a little bit later in the draft, but a guy that we – Uh, We coached in Six Nations for a couple of years, again, went to the Hill Academy, Um, you know, just honestly, he's one of the greatest, he's just a great person, he's an awesome guy, he's a captain at Lehigh, extremely fast, versatile, loose ball king, you know, and that's something that we really wanted to address, in know, with San Diego is we want to get better at picking up loose balls and pushing in transition, and he's a guy that can do that. Um, smaller guy, but strong, super smart. Like he's probably going to be like some scientist, work for NASA someday. Like just, uh, you know, just an all-around awesome kid. So, um, you know, again, uh, with Ben Neib and I coaching there and, uh, Patrick coaching in Six Nations, we had a really good feel of what he can bring and the kind of person he would be in the locker room. Um, so it was a guy that we had our eye on and when he was there. It's like, it's a no brainer for us at, at that pick, so
0: um this draft and much like last year's draft and the next two drafts after um are always going to be known as COVID drafts and guys getting that extra year and and i think there's about 35 to 40 kids that were drafted saturday night that are all going to be still going back to college um, other than mike mccannell your next four picks or your next three picks of dunbar Shume, and O'rig are all going to be in your roster this year how important is that for this team that, that's really trying to get into win now mode
1: yeah, you just nailed it, right? Win now mode, it's here. And to be honest, it's been here from day one. We never ever called ourselves an expansion team. We never wanted to even use that word. Uh, we wanted to win from day one. And we think that's important for an organization. And, and that's just how we're built as a team in an organization from Joe, Steve, right down, right? So, um, but that being said, I think we have a really, you know, every team, I think, is thinking that they're in win now mode or they're, you know, they're going to win the championship when you've had two years off. You know, you're, everybody loves their guys. Everybody's happy with their draft normally because it's the guys they wanted. But I really think that the additions that we've made on offense um, and now with this draft, focusing heavy on, on some D guys and some guys that can play now, um, just add some depth. You know, to a team that's only been around for a few years, we now have some really tough decisions to make at camp, um, which means your, you know, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th D guys that I am have now might be you know, a little deeper if you get into injuries and that kind of thing. So uh, with, you know, having Frankie in net, you know, uh, kind of that backbone for us. So, yeah, of course, we're in, we're in win-now mode and, and having, you know, and even a guy like Dunbar coming in as a, as a righty who's, you know, there might be a spot there that he, he can jump right in. So guys that can play now and obviously Patrick, uh, Shumay. So, you know, that's only going to help us, uh, you know, achieve our goal that we're we're going for the championship this season, obviously.
0: Um, now sort of the lull before training camp, uh, what's on Billy Gurr's schedule right now?
1: Yeah, so like I'm telling you, there's it's been such a lull, man, uh, for so long when it comes to the SEALs and and just getting together and have everybody together is, is pretty awesome. So we're going to, uh, you know, Patrick will send his big email out. It'll be really insightful. It'll be heart-wrenching. It'll be like, uh, you know, it'll get you so fired up. You can All those guys going to be ready to go through a wall like in about a week. Uh, so they'll be fired up to train and then, and then camp starts in November. So, um, you know, for me personally, the kids are in they're both playing rep hockey, um, you know, school starting back up, I'm a teacher. So we'll be, uh, we'll be pretty busy with that stuff. And then just getting all of our, our seal stuff dialed in, ready to go. Um, you know, Josh is going to actually have us up to his cottage. He's got a, a cottage here in, in uh, the Muskoka area. So we'll go up there, spend some time and we'll just talk seals and, uh, and we'll get everything dialed in for the for November training camp.
0: What's on the uh, course syllabus for class?
1: Oh man, so yeah, grade nine for Z, um, grade ten history. So for uh, for me, and then I'm in a role helping grade eight students transition to grade nine. It's kind of my uh, my role right now. So. Yeah, I feel very, very grateful. Love, obviously, coaching and love that I, uh, my job as a teacher. So, uh, but yeah, man, we got, oh, I'm back to work tomorrow. It was already in this week and then life is going to come hard back to school because we were virtual since, uh, since April. So back to, uh, back in the class, which is awesome, which is great. It's uh, where we should be. So, pumped for that. Uh,
0: well, November and December will be here soon enough. This has been an awesome catch-up, Billy. I appreciate your time. What an unbelievable draft for the San Diego Seals, from the first pick to the last. I know all the fans are excited. I'm excited. I know you guys are excited as well. I uh, appreciate your time, my man. Uh, again, congrats on the great draft. And we'll see you soon, friend. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate that. See you, man. See you soon.